0: Time for Baldry's beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Good morning, Keith. Morning. Okay, it's interesting to look at the number of tickets that have been handed out for non-enforcement of um, non-enforcement of the of the bc vaccine card because we've seen some businesses some bars some restaurants openly vowing to defy Mm -hmm. the vaccine passport we're not going to check for it we're not going to ask for it and some businesses actually have been following through on that and yet we have a a very small number three of uh, vaccine tickets handed out yeah three just been three so here's mike farnworth the minister responsible on that uh, on why why there's only been three tickets handed out have a listen
1: Enforcement officials are, are working on the complaints as they come in. Uh, obviously, you want to make sure that they're thoroughly investigated and that uh, that uh, that they are examined uh, carefully. And then from that, uh, they make the decision on what the most appropriate uh, level of enforcement is. And what I can tell you is, is that it is happening. Uh, tickets have been issued uh, and that there will be more coming. Okay, tickets
0: have been issued. Well, three tickets have been issued.
1: Yeah, my understanding, it is going to ramp up. The parallel here, you go back... More than a year ago, remember the the ban on gatherings, on house parties. At the very beginning, there was no for enforce- no signs of enforcement, very yeah. little. And then suddenly, there was a rash of tickets. I mean, there were there were hundreds of tickets issued as a result of uh, people violating the rules. My understanding: we're likely to see the same thing here. Very slow at the beginning. We're at the very beginning of the vaccination uh, vaccination card mandate. But as we go through, particularly as we approach Christmas, I expect there are going to be a lot of tickets handed out.
0: Or I wonder, though, if there may be a strategy, maybe unspoken or behind the scenes, is that they, they don't want a lot of confrontations. Maybe they don't have a lot of resources to throw at enforcement. And really what this vaccine passport was about was uh, an effort to incentivize, to encourage people yep. to get the vaccine
1: but there, it, and well, not really enforce it. We have the same resources we had back when there was a ban on parties and such. It's oh. it's the same thing. So it's uh, you're going to see more enforcement as time goes on, at the beginning, there was little enforcement of the old rules. But as time went on, there were more tickets handed out. And I think you're going to see the same thing here. But you're right. This was part part of the strategy here was to incentivize people to get yeah. vaccinated. There are consequences if you're not vaccinated. You can't go to your favorite restaurant or pub. And the expectation. And it's going to be interesting. I would expect the compliance here varies from region to region. I expect, I would, I've been getting anecdotal uh, information, emails from people who live in Prince George, who live in uh, towns in the north, who say there is very little compliance here, not only Mm. with not enforcing the vaccination card, not enforcing the mandatory mask rule in in public indoor settings. So as soon as you you get north of Hope, I think you see less compliance.
0: Okay, it's interesting that some of the the business associations involved here, notably the the, the association that represents bars and pubs, they actually asked for this vaccine Mm -hmm. passport. They wanted the vaccine card. And they're disappointed that only three tickets have been handed out. They're actually saying, we want you to ticket these people who are breaking the rules. Have a listen to this. This is Jeff Gwynard from ABLE, B.C. That's the Association for Bars and Pubs in B.C. Speaking to Simi Sarah this morning, then I'll get your thoughts. Well, I think that
1: that seems the logical result of this, right? If there's people not following the rules, and we know that, and we've sent a list of, you know, 50 or 60 businesses that haven't been following those. I know that when they go in to inspect those, sometimes that visit is going to resolve it. And we've certainly seen that happen in a couple of cases. Or sometimes the business will realize, oh, I thought I was doing something right, and that wasn't the issue. But there are definitely those among them who are just choosing not to follow them. So the result of that is not a a visit for education. You have to resort to enforcement.
0: Okay, so he's saying, like, enforce this. We actually want enforcement. And Ian Tossinson of the same Restaurant thing. Association
1: is saying the same thing. They know their members. They want their members to survive. They want their industry to survive, and that means making sure everyone's healthy. It doesn't mean define rules. It doesn't mean buying into the anti-vax movement. So they're speaking for the majority of, of their members when they say, no, uh, bring the house down on these people if they're not obeying the rules. And okay. this is no different than what Tossinson said about other rules when, when it came to uh, restaurants, uh, you know, w- limits on people on at tables, for example, back back you know, months ago when you only could have six at a table.
0: Crack down on the scoff laws, and that's uh, that's a uh, sentiment shared by Jeff. Okay, we'll see if that happens. There's an, a, another update this afternoon at one thirty with Dr. Bonnie Henry. What are you anticipating to hear this afternoon?
1: Yeah, a few things. We're waiting for an update on the third dose for I- immune compromised people. There's about I think three hundred thousand. we fifteen thousand were a logical first they are the most immune compromised, but there are other people who have various ailments that uh, there don't create the antibodies uh, with the vaccine with two doses of vaccine. So they get the third dose. So we expect some information on that in terms of the timing of the third dose for that. And perhaps potentially for long term care patients as well. But they were at the first, at the front of the queue, if you recall. They
0: they have not received third dose yet. No. Okay.
1: 15,000 people have received third dose or we're approaching 15,000. Also expect an update on the situation when it comes to mandatory vaccination requirements in public, uh, in uh, the healthcare system. Because October 12th is the deadline. You have to be fully vaccinated to work in the healthcare system. And it'll be interesting to see if we get any stats today or later this week on whether or not uh, there's uh, you know people willing to walk away from jobs. Do
0: you detect any kind of weakening of the resolve by the government to go through with that mandatory vaccination rule? No. Okay.
1: No, I mean if you look at governments around the world, the resolve is actually going the other way. There's more there's tougher vaccination rules coming in. I was told by a cabinet minister yesterday a number of construction companies have approached the government and said bring in mandatory vaccination rules for for our sector. Wow. Um, these are, you know, the, the the builders out there who want. And then, and what we've seen in some of these uh, construction sites and work camps, there have been outbreaks. And they've now come forward and said, no, we want mandatory vaccination rules uh, in our work site because um, we want all our workers vaccinated and safe.
0: Okay, we continue to see spread of the Delta variant here with uh, the, the fourth wave of the, of the virus, including in northern British Columbia. Here's Health Minister Adrian Dix talking about cases in the north. Has been really challenged in the last few weeks, for the sheer volume of cases in Northern Health, where we've been adding and supporting Northern Health with uh, contact tracing staff from Provincial Health Services Authority and the PCCDC. What's the latest there? Yeah,
1: it's tough there. There, um, 340 cases detected over the weekend. Two people died. Uh, More than 30 people went into hospital. We're now up to 32. The number of people have had to be airlifted out of the Northern Health Authority down to Metro Vancouver or the Capital Region in terms of ICU patients. 26 of those 32 people are completely unvaccinated or not not fully vaccinated uh, COVID-19 patients. And that number continues to go up. So uh, again, I expect today when we get the numbers today, look to see if the, health, uh, the Northern Health number is over 100 cases. Look to see if the ICU number... Well, the ICU number is not even reflective of Northern Health, but they're down to 11 in ICU, but that, that, that masks the fact that probably 20, more, 20 or plus people have been taken out of the North ICUs and taken into other ICUs, and these are unvaccinated people. And there's, there's low vaccination rates in the North, so that's the trouble spot in BC is the North.
0: Okay. Last week on the show, we talked about the uh, mandatory vaccination rules as they apply to professional athletes and notably NBA players. And it was interesting to see Canada uh, trigger that national interest clause to allow unvaccinated professional basketball players come into Canada, play home games at the Toronto Raptors arena in Toronto. So one of the, uh, the uh, most high-profile players that had been refusing the vaccine was Andrew Wiggins, mm-hmm. star player for the Golden State Warriors. He's Canadian. He's from Toronto. He did not want to take the vaccine. Now, they told him, okay, if you don't take the vaccine, you don't get to play the home games in San Francisco. They've got a very strict vaccine mandate there. You lose a lot you, of money. And you don't get paid. Mm-hmm. So this is a guy has got to like get a $31 million contract so set to lose millions and millions of dollars if he refused to take the vaccine now he has decided now to take the vaccine let me play a clip here of him for you and get your thoughts keith so here is nba player andrew wiggins on why he decided to get vaccinated it was a
1: tough decision (laughs) the only options was to get vaccinated or not playing the nba um it was a tough decision Hopefully, you know, it works out in the long run. In 10 years, I'm so healthy. It feels good to to play, but, you know, getting vaccinated, that's going to be something that, you know, stayed in my mind for a long time.
0: Um, That's something I wanted to do. Okay. So there is, he, so he's got the vaccination. It's
1: going to work out for him. He's, gonna, he's not going to get COVID, hopefully. He's a young guy and he's also going to be paid millions of dollars. It's a no brainer for him to say it's a tough decision. It's not a tough decision, folks. Just get vaccinated.
0: Okay. Well, I think he, yeah, at one point, he, he later said, well, he has some allergies. He carries an EpiPen with him, but, That's you got know, nothing
1: to, no, it's got nothing to do with it. Uh, you know, I've got family members who carry EpiPens. So they get vaccinated. Yeah. There's a very tiny, 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 tiny sliver of society who have issues with uh, these vaccines. You go to the S- Center for Disease Control website, they publish adverse uh, reactions to this. And we're not talking about being sore the next day or being sick. That's not what we're talking about. It's adverse effects should, where you are imperiled. Very, very, very few people.
0: Should Canada have brought in that national interest exemption no, to allow unvaccinated this. players into Canada?
1: You and I talked about this before. I see it, I see absolutely no reason why they would do that. It just does, makes no sense.
0: All right, welcome back. It's Baldry's beat. Keith Baldry is my guest. Lots of calls. Let's get right to them. Greg in Maple Ridge. Hi, Greg. Hi, Mike. Hi. Go how ahead. You doing? Good. Uh,
1: I have a friend with a nephew that has a VAX card that is fake. He's a uh, non-vaxer, real non-vaxer, and he was bragging to her how he went to the hockey game the other day and he'll go to restaurants and he's got a VAX card. I don't, I don't know how. Really? He did it. Wow. But
0: uh, you can. I mean, it's, me it's got, it's that. got like, it's got like the QR code on it. The QR code he showed her. I couldn't believe it. Wow. And she she was a little yeah. upset
1: about it, but uh, it's her nephew, so she didn't say very much. But uh, if well, he's just, got it, there's got to be more out there. There probably is. I wouldn't say there's a lot out there because more than I think we're up to about 3.4 million people have got the vaccination card through regular. Process, It'd
0: be kind of tough to fake a QR code. I mean, okay, so if they scan the QR code, it brings your name up, right?
1: It should, and then
0: you're supposed to show other uh, picture ID. Picture ID to go, ID with, to go it. with it. So well, that's tough to hard fake. To see how do you how fake this that?
1: guy would do this? Uh, mm. So I, I don't think it's happening very often. But we are seeing probably some lax enforcement at places. We talked before. I'm not sure all of them are, are doing back, um, enforcement properly. I last week went into lunch in a restaurant here, absentmindedly went to the table to join my friends and just walked over and almost tackled by the staff said no you can't come in here unless you show vaccination
0: proof which i said great thank you for doing that okay i've heard some opposite stories too from people who've said they've gone to a restaurant oh, or, yeah. bar or whatever they haven't yeah. been checked so chris and langley hi chris
1: if hey, i uh yeah just uh, going over the numbers that i'm listening and hearing to uh they say before it was 90 percent uh, the hospitalizations were unvaccinated and uh, recent number I heard was something closer to 70 over the weekend, 70%. Mm-hmm. And there's another study saying that the vaccine wanes uh, after six months, I believe. And now we're talking about booster shots. And, and so, and I brought this up with you guys before and, and still really nothing heard from Moderna or Pfizer or anybody working on a Upgraded booster. Like uh, we yeah. shouldn't be looking at boosters that are just uh, the ones that aren't as effective. We should be ones that are tackling a Delta variant. I know they mm-hmm. were working on them. I just haven't heard anything since. Uh, well, probably eight months
0: since. Uh, yeah. So
1: a number of points there in terms of the hospitalizations. The 90% figure actually applies to more ICU cases rather than hospitalization. Hospitalization cases are down to about 70, 75, 80% uh, unvaccinated. ICUs are around 85, 90% unvaccinated. In terms of Pfizer, the six-month, there was a study out yesterday that suggested the, the efficacy started to wane after six months. It's a very small study. You keep in mind, one thing we've learned in this, that, um, for example, you go way back to the very beginning. Uh, Pfizer suggested 28 days between doses or 21 days between doses based on their clinical trials. Well, clinical trials only have a relatively small number of people involved in them where we have is real-world evidence, when you suddenly get into the millions and millions and millions of people. So Pfizer put out a study yesterday. It's interesting, six months. But we'll see what the real-world evidence is. And they're still working on a a booster shot or a third dose.
0: Let's go to Richard on the line in Nanaimo. Hi. Hi. Um, What I'm talking about is uh, BC ferries. the restaurants there do not check for your vaccine passports. Mm-hmm. I was wondering why they would be exempt. Or are they are exempt? They? What, what is this, what's the situation there?
1: Yeah, that, my understanding is you, you don't show uh, vaccination proof
0: on on BC ferries. Mm-hmm. So even though it's a sit, you know, it's arguably a sit down sit down restaurant, you don't have to show it.
1: Well, they've been exempt from a lot of the restaurant
0: rules from day one. Yeah. Okay. Rick in Kelowna. Hi, Rick. I just want you guys to know something. Uh, in West Kelowna yesterday, I went in for a coffee at the Timmys. And there was a fellow standing there about six foot five, 260, no mask. And the poor folks, boys and girls at the Timmy's asked him to put on a mask. It took about five seconds. He totally blew his lid. I mean, this was a huge fellow mm-hmm. with an angry temper. And these poor guys at the Timmy's got to put up with these guys. He was begging for a fight. I wish I was younger. I would have said something to him, but uh, he was a big dude. He just about smashed the window as he walked out. You know, and uh, that's what these young people have got to put up with, these uh, COVID idiots.
1: Yeah, no, that, thanks, was thanks the all. that was all flagged at the beginning. It has been flagged since day one that there was going to be confrontations, and these young staffers might have to pay the price for it. We had an incident on BC Ferries a few days ago. Three guys uh, try, basically trying to pick a fight with the staff. But the staff was were hailed on BC Ferries as handling it very professionally. Did not want a confrontation, but uh, held their ground. But you are going to see stuff like this. Well, thing.
0: it's kind of funny. Like Tim Hortons is, is exempt from the vaccine card, so mm-hmm. you don't have to show proof of vaccination. You do have to wear your mask when you go inside. I mean, you know, the guy wants his double-double. He just put the mask on. I mean, what's the problem? You only in there for a
1: couple minutes. There's no reasoning with these people. What I've what I've come to realize with anti-vaxxers and anti-maskers, there is absolutely no reasoning. They are looking for confrontation.
0: Yeah, but it's not cool, hassling and and berating and intimidating kid, some kid working for minimum wage. Keith, thank you for coming in.